All right, here we go. This is the Jim Huber Show. I haven't seen a more disappointing lineup since the last Lakers game. Opinions expressed on the Jim Huber Show are not those of Breakthrough Basketball, its management, any affiliates, or any other sane human beings for that matter. These are Jimmy's opinions that come from Jimmy's head. Hey, this is Little Podcast with Jim by himself. Good luck. And I'm looking right into the camera, and I'm going to say it again. You do not want to make an enemy out of me. I'm not having it. Mm. <laughs> Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> chuck, chuck. You got it. <laughs> Ready to go rock and roll. So you went to the zoo. What did the gorillas look like? I don't know. Silver? They were silver? How big was their head? Like a mailbox size head? Like bigger than dad's? Was a gorilla's head bigger than dad's? Or smaller? Big. Bigger than dad's head? Was there hair on the gorilla's head? Huh? Did they have hair? They had more hair on their head. Not like dad, right? They had hair on their head, right? The gorilla did? What did dad's hair look like in high school? Um, brown. Brown? Was it long? No. No? What's it look like now? Um, no hair. It's gone, isn't it? Yeah, it's shiny like a bullet. Caden, you're a good man. Jim, so we're trying to get on the phone Jefferson from Dr. Dish. Jefferson Mason, Coach Mason, played at Division One, played Division Two. He's actually an All-American at Division Two. played in the Final Four. Played professional, played overseas, and actually uh, was with the Minnesota Timberwolves training camp and had success there. And now he's doing a lot of training with Dr. Dish and uh, doing camp director for the Minnesota Timberwolves and has a lot of experience, so I'm excited to uh, talk to him and, and dive into what Dr. Dish is about. All right, let me get the number here. We'll dial it in. You go. All right, they're putting us on hold. Dun, 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 dun. This is the waiting music for Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish. Jim Huber. And Dr. Dish. Only a machine built like this. This is some pretty funky hold music they got. You like it? Uh. It's like where you got the glow sticks. Remember the glow sticks? Being, being at glow the sticks. dance club, having it? Yeah. Hello? This is Jefferson. Yeah, this is Jefferson. How are you doing? Jefferson, we've been enjoying the Dr. Dish uh, hold music. <laughs> hey, Jefferson, when, when were you, what years were you at Northern Colorado? I was there from 2006 to 2008. And in Minnesota State, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep. Yeah, we got a couple kids up there. Uh, Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown and Chris Kendricks is transferring up there. and So, Minnesota yep. State, there we go. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good uh, uh, pretty good Division II school. I mean, the facilities there are absolutely amazing. Uh, typically, they're, you know, a 20-plus win uh, team every year. Uh, one of the more powerhouse Division II programs uh, in the country. And 
Um, I had a great two and a half years there. My senior year, we went to the Final Four. Um, you know, did a lot of great things as a team. Um, so it was it was a really great experience. You know, especially transferring from Northern Colorado. I had a great experience there too, playing for Tad Boyle, uh, who's now at yeah. Colorado mm-hmm. University. Uh, but it was it was really good to go there and, and be able to be close to home and and uh, you know get some wins and, and play you know in the in NCAA tournament and all that good stuff. So my son is a shooter. Jefferson, and he has worked a lot on the gun. Um, and now Dr. Dish has come out, and what are the differences between the two? For us, we wanted to take the shooting machine and say, hey, how can we make it more of a complete training machine itself? So what we did is we, we looked at the shooting machine, and we asked coaches on every level, NBA, college, high school, and we said, hey, what do you guys want in a shooting machine? What are some of the, the stats and the metrics you want to look for? What are some of the things that your current shooting machine that you have uh, cannot do that you would like? And so what we did is we took all those things that we heard from the coaches, and to the best of our abilities, we incorporated incorporated that into our shooting machine. We've had guys like Zach Levine come into the dish lab. Uh, He wants to receive game-like passes. He wants passes from the top of the key, from the wing. And traditional shooting machines, you only receive passes underneath the hoop. And so when he comes into our facility, you know, before he got injured, um, you know, we would move the shooting machine away from the hoop. We'd swivel that net system around so it would be easy for him to pass that ball back in. And now he's receiving passes on the wing, the short corner. He's receiving them in the post. He can do a lot of inside-out action. He can drive to the hoop, and then he simply kicks it back to the dish. And the dish is going to continue to fire on a tempo, or we have the remote system where, you know, we can make a pass if you need to do some coaching. I know his dad likes to come into the facility and really break things down with him. So now we're really training differently than what most people are used to from a shooting machine. What I do like about it, it's not just that they receive the passes, but they're able to make the cuts, make the movements that they would be making in a game like you know setting, how they'd be coming off a screen or uh, off a different cut action they're going to receive the ball so the footwork is like game like and what they're receiving the ball to is what I've noticed transition play um, transition shooting um, back cuts flare screens, all that good stuff, that's a huge part of the game that, you know, if you only have the shooting machine underneath the hoop, you're not really allowed to practice and simulate that game like, you know, without having to have five or six or seven people in there. So it really opens up the court. It gives you a different look, a different feel. You know, one cool thing, too, that we're doing with the shooting machine is we really incorporated ball handling. So, um, you know, a big thing in the NBA now is, is kind of that partner ball handling where you're doing two ball or one ball, you're kicking it back and forth to, you know, your trainer or coach. Steph Curry does it in his, um, you know, warm-ups before every single game. Right. But with the dish being able to be moved away from the hoop, swivel net, now the player can receive passes from the dish on a tempo. It can be via remote. And that player can do a lot of cool different things, moving side to side, front to back, you know, reaction drills and kicking it back to the dish. So now we're really focusing on dribbling with our eyes up. We're focused on making passes back to the dish, you know, and that's more game-like. Guys are not going to be able to just dribble with their head down, you know, pull up and do regular stuff. We're really able to focus on ball handling with the shooting machine. I mean, that's something that's probably never been thought of, you know, when you're, when you're talking about a shooting machine. When Dr. Dish is underneath the basket, is how high is the net up above the rim? The cool thing about um, the dish is that you can adjust the net height, so we can bring that net lower. Mm. Um, oftentimes, like um, you have that. players that are a little bit younger that struggle to get it over. Right. Um, you know, the whole point of the net system is to 
um, improve the arc, and that is a great thing. Uh, but there's sometimes players that have a little bit more flat shot or younger players that can't get over. So we um, allow for that flexibility and being able to move that net system down a little bit so that players can get it over if they need that extra help. It also helps a little bit, too, with um, if you're going to do some floaters or some jump stop floaters or some closer shots to the, to the hoop, you're still able to get over that net system, simulate that defender, but at the same time, it's not too high where it's an awkward shot. If, if I'm an individual, a parent, and I had a child, and we had a driveway and a goal outside, do you have, like, different – um, like levels of the dish to where we could buy one that could be like we could have outside and it's not as expensive and can do those things or is this more yeah. of like one type of system? Yeah, definitely. We have three different models here, the Rebel, the Pro, and the All-Star. So our Rebel is our, our base model. It's still fully programmable. Uh, it's not considered one of our smart machines. So with our smart machines, the Pro and the All-Star, you'll receive um, the skill builder technology, our all our all-star, you'll be able to do the swivel net technology, uh, but the Rebel is still fully programmable. It comes with, uh, um, you can get a sh uh, shot counter on that as well, but all of our machines are made for outdoors. So we have um, a lot of players, Matt Harpering, who actually uh, used to play for the Utah Jazz, uh, kind of a legend over that way. He actually got an all-star uh, for his kids at home. So he's using that outside. Um, our, our machines are built to last. Um, you can use them indoor, outdoor. We have a lot of added accessories that you can put on with, you know, all-terrain wheels, all that good stuff. You know, we always encourage uh, people that are interested in getting a dish to call in. We have different type of discounts and whatnot that are going on, like I said, with the trade-ins uh, and with some other things that we do um, that make it affordable so that we can get, you know, a shooting machine into every gym. Um, you know, if, if coaches are really looking to get a shooting machine in and they're, they're not quite there with, you know, their budget, what they can do is um, they can put half down on whatever machine that they're going to get they put half, half down they have a year interest free to pay the rest of that so nice. that's kind of at your own pace so you know if you're getting a machine and you're looking at something around five thousand fifty five hundred if you go ahead and throw half on and you have that and you know you know you can raise the rest of the amount or you know even if you put down more whatever that remaining amount is you got a year interest free to get that done so that was just another way for us to help out the high school coach we know that budgets are tight um, and we wanted to offer that so that we could get as many of these shooting machines out there as possible. That's, that's like in the In Living Color, the old episode, when they're in the uh, Dodger Stadium and they're taking the cars and they're stealing them. And, them. <laughs> and the guy says, no yeah. credit, no problem. No job, no problem. No cash, we got problems. <laughs> and that stuff. We got no, problems. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Hey, let me ask you this, Coach Mason. So talking to you, I know you're big into skill development. And I've seen your videos. If, if someone hasn't seen it, I'd recommend to, uh, go on YouTube, to subscribe right? and go check uh, your videos out on YouTube and also to your newsletter, subscribe, because you send out weekly information. And that you do. You have some good workouts, some good tips in there, and uh, I think you do a great job with that. You told me when I asked you, like, what's your philosophy on skill development? And you said you believe that the focus needs to be on being a complete trainer. What does being a complete trainer mean to you? Well, I think what it is is looking at the players that you're working with and really diagnosing or uh, evaluating and finding where their weaknesses are. Um, obviously, uh, players are going to train their strengths. You want to, you know, you want to continue to build on those strengths, but you want to make your weaknesses your strengths as well. Oftentimes, a lot of trainers will train what they know. You know, if I, if I was a trainer that was a great shooter, I'm going to specialize in probably teaching players how to shoot. You know, if I was a great ball handler and I was a great distributor, 
you know, a lot of the things that, that I would do would be focusing around that. Like a game-like situation, that break one of them down for us. What I like to do is like this, I like to paint a picture. I like to say, hey, if we have the basketball on the wing here and we're going to receive, you know, uh, a, a downhill screen or a side screen, you know, these are the different looks that maybe your defender will guard you. If you're a great shooter, they're going to try to shadow you or trail you. You know, if you struggle a little bit and you're good at getting to the hoop, they may go under the screen or they may sag off. Those are your first looks. So you need to get beyond your, your, your initial defender and then the screener's defender as well. So we're looking at the different reads that a player has, not only on the first line defense, but we're also planning for that second line. Because oftentimes you have trainers that will come in and they'll say, hey, this is how you beat your defender, this is how you beat your defender. But we know as you get to the varsity level in high school, you know, collegiate level and then professional level, you're going to have to be able to beat two to three players if you want to score. And you're going to have to be able to incorporate your, incorporate your teammates to make that happen. So do you, do you then get into, you know, of course you've heard like a lot of block practices, random. Do you do a lot of block sets? We're going to come off this and say it, a, a down screen. We're going to come off and we're going to curl it into a pull up and we're going to do this like, you know, 10 times or whatever. And then we're going to flare it and do this 10. Do you do that or do you get in eventually where they, you know, it's like random where they're doing one, maybe curling it and then they're flaring it and then. I would say we're working on three different options. Say a player is coming off the curl action, you know, there's a, a multitude of things you can do. But let's say we're focused on the curl for the shot, you know, the curl for the drive, you know, the curl for maybe the flare out or, you know, the double move going the opposite way. What I'll do is I'll take the dish out and I can move the dish away from the hoop. I can have it underneath the hoop depending on where I want the passes to be made and now I can use the remote and kind of have those passes go out to the player. We'll break down each one of those options and allow them to go through it several times so they get comfortable with it. I'll break down the different looks that they'll see their defender and then I'll physically get out there myself and say alright now I want you to make a, a decision. I'm going to guard you one of these three different ways and as a player now you need to make a split decision on how you're going to score. So if I'm trailing you, you're going to come off and you're going to curl that for the shot or for the finish. If I go underneath, you might flare that out, or you might change direction and go the opposite way. Depending on where my hands are at, my feet are at, you're going to look at that too as well. So what we really do is we start to simulate that actual game time action and say, hey, instead of you doing 15 of this, 15 of that, 15 reps of this, we're going to just switch it up and make it random. And I'm able to coach, and I'm, I'm able to do that with the help of the Dr. Dish because it's making on-target, on-time passes either at a tempo or, you know, with the remote. And now I can really concentrate on helping that player. How do you evaluate the players? So when you bring them in, like you talk about a lot of workout people will bring someone in to have just like a script to take kids through. How do you evaluate the kids when you bring them in? Well, what we do is we'll have them come in, um, and we'll have them come into the dish lab. Um, we'll kind of set up a schedule where we're going to go through some basic shooting, uh, whether it's stationary shooting, um, off the dribble shooting. Then we'll correlate that and add in some ball handling. So we have some uh, stationary ball handling, you know, ball handling, getting up and down the court. And so what we do is we put them through a series of, from kind of beginner level to advanced level, we see where they hit or where they start to struggle. So, you know, if I have you doing stationary ball handling and you're doing, you know, an in and out cross, which is pretty simple, if you're able to fly through that, then we'll say, hey, I want to see you go ahead and do an in and out cross between the legs. And we'll continue to add and, and make it a little bit harder until we start to see that fatigue set in. We start to see, you know, maybe losing the ball fumble. And then we know kind of uh, 
on a scale that we gauge it where that player is ball handling wise. Same what same thing for shooting. We'll track their with the dish, we'll track their shooting percentage, stationary, you know, from the two, from the three, we'll track it, dribbling to the left, dribbling to the right. We'll do all that good stuff. We'll look at the numbers and based on, you know, where they're shooting at the beginning of the workout and the end of the workout, we can kinda gauge what level they are at. What are you getting the numbers from? Is it coming on your phone? Is it showing you the numbers? Is it iPad? Is it Yeah. So with our shooting machines they hook up to a mobile app. We also have our training management system. So oftentimes what I have players do is create a profile on our training management system. All it is is an email uh, and a password. And then on that training management system, they're able to view their stats from every workout that we do. All their shooting stats, twos and threes by location, uh, free throw, all that good stuff, they're able to view. And so as soon as, you know, we get to the dish, they'll link up Bluetooth, we'll hit start, and then the dish is going to track all their shots that they take, and it's going to automatically upload to their mobile app. And so there I can view as a coach and a trainer where, how they've done that day on that workout, and then I can also track their progress over time. With numbers and shooting and having all that information available, in, in one way it's a great thing. It shows where progress is happening. What if you're having that player that's coming in that's struggling and you've been changing some mechanics and the percentages are going down, so their confidence is going down as, as, they're, as they're going? Because it's a struggle when you make a, an adjustment. It, sometimes you miss more yeah, shots before than before you get better. So how do you handle that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the biggest thing it, what, with what I do with training is I always try to re, you know keep the player confident. Uh, and the, before I start workouts, after I finish workouts, I let them know you know we're here to get better. And I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't try to critique you or tell you things that you should work on because I'm only here to help. I'm not here to break you down or anything like that. So I think the first thing is letting the player know that you're on their side and that everything that you're doing is to help them. The other piece of it is is continually making sure that they're confident in everything they're doing. You know, if they're mechanic, if you've changed some things up with the mechanics and they're shooting and the mechanics are there and they're missing shots, it's just continually telling that player trust the you know trust the system, trust what we're doing, trust the path that we're on because it's going to take some time for that muscle memory to build. And then once it does and you start to feel comfortable, you're going to start to see the results. Where's the best place to go get information about Dr. Dish products? Dr. Dish Basketball.com. Um, you know, you'll be able to find everything on our YouTube page, uh, Dr. Dish uh, Basketball as well. Um, on our social media, Dr. Dish B-Ball. So you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. We have a ton of motivational stuff, uh, success stories, different blog posts that we're putting out. I mean, top to bottom, we're making sure that we take care of, you know, coaches, players, and trainers. When, when the dish guys run into the gun guys, is it like the scene in, in Anchorman where there's like a, you know... Here comes trouble. Change your diapers. Rub Vaseline all over your hiney and tell you that it's special and different from everyone else. <laughs> you said hiney. <laughs> Break it back over here. Hiney. <laughs> you know what? We're doing okay. I've run into several of those guys, and we're based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. So, you know, they say Minnesota nice. All the people here are friendly. Our customer oh, yeah. service is, is top to none. And, and uh, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. We're going to respect you and treat you the right way. Jepson, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you guys having me on. It was great. Head coach, Jim Huber. Wow! 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 You sound like a, a big choo-choo train. 
assistant coach Troy. 6'10 from Mexico. He doesn't speak a lick of English, but we still love him. On the Breakthrough Basketball Radio Network.